Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 101. We're back here in the Mile Higher Podcast studio. Oh, yeah. Enjoying it so far. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying the new views. If you watch on YouTube, we also have four camera views now, so you can watch us in four different angles. Yes, you can. So definitely check out the YouTube channel if you listen. Yeah, definitely. Adds a whole nother element because we are able to show pictures and video and stuff. It really does. Especially with today's episode, we're talking about moon conspiracy theories as well as creation theories. Yes. We're going to probably change how you look at the moon, maybe. Mm, There's a lot of really interesting things and theories and conspiracies that, yeah, may or may not be true. So that's what we're diving into today. But we want to thank our sponsors for today's episode, Native Bomba, Stamps.com, Hunt a Killer, and Manscaped for supporting the show. Also, if you haven't checked out MileHire.com, we've got tons of really cool merch. I'm wearing actually one of our merch shirts today. So check that out. Yes, Janelle's got her mountain crest hoodie on. This is the best part. Oh, yeah, the sleeve. It's lit. It's lit. But yeah, that's MileHire.com. But let's not waste any time. We've got a couple news stories we wanted to talk about. One of the mm-hmm. things that has been going on in the past month yes. or so has been this coronavirus. Yes. And it's a big story. Yes, it is. Lots of panic. Mm-hmm. So in, in case you didn't know about the coronavirus or what's going on with it, basically since December 31st, this virus has emerged out of Wuhan, China, and it has killed at least 170 people and infected more than 8,000 people across 20 countries, including the U.S., and they're not calling this a pandem- full-on pandemic yet, but it is rapidly spreading, especially throughout China, and the World Health Organization is calling it a uh, public health emergency. So mm. it's uh, kind of scary, to be honest, because they've actually quarantined the whole city of Wuhan. and That's got to be scary, being in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't imagine. Can't, like, can't leave, leave the city. You can't, yeah. yeah. Especially in a crowded city, and you know, there's a disease outbreak, and you want to leave, obviously. And there's millions and millions of people there. It's going to be so scary. Seriously. Worried that, you know, this transmission of this virus we now know goes from human to human. And it originally started going from an animal to human. And they believe Mm -hmm. that it may have originated from a bat, actually. A bat. A bat. So at one of those meat markets still? Yeah. Well, yeah. From the Wuhan market that they have there, they have all these different types of animals. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the menu last night. And it's kind of astounding what they what they sell there, well, yeah. both alive and dead animals. But mm-hmm. doesn't seem very sanitary, if you ask me. Like, well, because it's like all, all the... hanging there; it's a lot outside. Well, yeah, and and a lot of these animals carry these viruses mm-hmm. and rabies and anything else, and these can jump from, you know, one animal to the next. So, yeah, how do you even know you're getting safe meat to eat? Honestly, if that's you know what you're mm-hmm. doing is trying to get some food, but it's really scary. But a lot of people are saying that, you know, they think it's pretty overhyped, you know, because we do lose a lot more people to other viruses, such as even the flu, you know, mm-hmm. is way more common than this. And we lose tons of people to flu every year around the world. Yeah. It's interesting how whenever something like this happens, because, I mean, we've had a lot of different viruses over mm-hmm. the years, like H1N1 SARS and the bird flu and Ebola, yeah. you know, most recently. Mm-hmm. And when you actually look at how all these kind of stack together, there's a chart that kind of breaks it all down as to, you know, how many cases and deaths and all of that. Mm-hmm. So far, the um, this coronavirus has, it's starting to gain some momentum, but it's still relatively minor in comparison to some of the 
cases and, and fatalities caused by some of these other viruses. Mm-hmm. Like the H1N1 is crazy. It was just crazy huge. Yeah. Because I mean, essentially it. the flu. So yeah, everybody yeah. got it. Yeah. But it's interesting how to me, the media seems to like to stir things up a little bit and kind of mm-hmm. create a panic in a sense. Oh yeah. And it's also interesting how stocks for like the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. companies all rose after, after this virus came out. Yeah. So there's, you know, some people out there that theorize this could be some type of virus that's created in Mm -hmm. order to invoke this panic and allow these pharmaceutical companies and labs and things like that, that work on the, you know, sort of uh, vaccine for it to all of a sudden see a uptick in, you know, value and and profit and stuff. It's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. A bunch of people brought that up to me just on Twitter and stuff. And there's all types of conspiracies around this. People think it's like a distraction there's this other theory that Bill Gates like created this and released it. Have well, he kind that? of predicted it uh, <laughs> yeah. like a year or two ago. Right. He predicted there's that there'd that. be this virus and you know, it would, it would start this way and kind of move throughout the world and kind of infect a bunch of people. But I mean, we've been predicting these kinds of things and mm-hmm. different people have been predicting these pandemics for a long time. But I think when you look at it from a scientific perspective, it kind of makes sense that we're starting to have more of these viruses because the, you know, we're expanding as a population. The world mm-hmm. population is, is booming. So there's more and more people in smaller areas. And not only that, we're, you know, food, there's could be food shortages. So we're starting to get more animals, you know, that mm-hmm. we may consume into the mix. And then as well as moving into their environments and habitats. And we become more susceptible to diseases that these animals might carry. So mm-hmm. that could be why we're seeing an, a rise it. in these viruses and stuff. But just less like regulation on food, maybe because there's so many mouths to feed. Right. Exactly. Well, I can't. I can't imagine how sanitary this Wuhan market is based on the pictures that I saw. I'm just like ugh. everything's exposed to the air and everything. Yeah, that's it makes sense that these viruses can start from places like this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Really interesting and. Um, obviously really scary for those that are dealing firsthand with this stuff. Mm So we're going to be traveling soon. I'm debating whether or not to get a mask. Right. But now I feel like I don't need it. Well, yeah. I mean, it last week, Sarah said at the airport, like no one was wearing them. Yeah. I mean, I think the immediate, the immediate threat to all of us is very low right now Mm -hmm. um, because it's primarily in China where it's running rampant, but you still got to be careful. It does make you think about your just yeah. personal hygiene and san- being sanitary at right. the airport, especially mm-hmm. where there's a lot of germs and things. I mean, I always seem to get sick on airplanes and being Definitely. in a confined space. People are coughing and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But yeah, I just, I just wanted to talk about that because that's been a big topic in, in the mm-hmm. past month or so. But this next story is one that came out a few weeks ago, actually about Helen Sherman, who is the first British astronaut. And she said in an interview with the observer that she not only believes that aliens exist, but also that they could be living undetected among us here on earth. The T the T. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, maybe, (laughs) maybe she knows some, something that we don't, but it's interesting to start hearing these astronauts come out, you know, publicly and start to voice their opinions on aliens and extraterrestrial life. And, you know, the majority of them believe that they're out there or that they are already here. And it's like, why would you ruin your career just to like make up a big lie? You know, like mm-hmm. I really trust these people. They have worked really hard. It's not like anyone can be an astronaut. You know, there's some credibility behind that. And like, 
why would you just say things just to say totally. them or to like stir up? You can only dismiss so many people before it's like, okay. I mean, how many astronauts now? It's a lot. It's quite a few that it's have a, come forward and said something related to aliens or UFOs or just something sketchy even. Like, come on, we have to take these people seriously. I think so. They clearly love space. They wouldn't like make this type of thing up. Right, exactly. And this whole idea that maybe aliens, the reason why we haven't, because everybody's like, well, where's the proof? We haven't seen them. Oh, but for being here on Earth? Right, for being here on Earth right now. That's everybody's argument is like, Mm -hmm. where are they? Yeah, that's they're a big clearly not here among the alien community, whether or not they're here on Earth or not. But this idea that they could be invisible and maybe, you know, invisible to our eyes because we just can't perceive them because maybe they're made up of something different than us. You know, we never I don't think a lot of us really think about, well, if a, an alien being came from some other part of our, you know, solar system galaxy mm-hmm. or other parts of the universe, even that life could be created in many other types of ways from what we know here on earth, you know? Yeah. And they might be made up of different materials than we are, you know, like definitely made up of water and things like that. Well, mm-hmm. they could be made up of some other type of compound. And that's where this astrobiologist actually jumped in after she heard this astronaut come out about this and said, this is very possible that there could be other extraterrestrial beings of some sort. And I mean, by extraterrestrials, I don't necessarily mean, like aliens in the sense of like humanoid aliens walking around and we just can't see them or something. It could even be some type of animalistic being or something that arrived here on an asteroid that hit the earth or something that's, that's crawling all throughout the, uh, the earth and we just can't see it, but it's there and it's from another planet. That's technically alien life. Is it possible that an animal that we, you know, already have on earth is an alien such as a sea creature, maybe? Maybe they one, landed in the ocean. Yeah, maybe one that's not been really like this uh, highly te- or uh, researched or, mm-hmm. you know, we have not really found out where they came from or mm-hmm. things like that. The or, octopus. Yeah. The fact yeah, that it's right. got some alien DNA is I interesting. Know. Some of the shit under there is just wild. Yeah, so, but I mean, that's an idea or just the idea that they look exactly like us or can look exactly like us and could materialize to look like us and are just walking around. We just don't know because it just looks like another person. Right. Or the fact that we, you know, we can't even see all spectrums of light, you know, Mm -hmm. they could be visible in another spectrum of light that we can't see Mm -hmm. uh, to the naked eyes. That's another possibility is that they're, they're all around us or we encounter them sometimes and we just can't see them. I think it's hard for us as humans to wrap our heads around the idea that life could exist without a body to carry it. And, you know, not all, you know, it doesn't have to be a actual formed body. Right. In order to be a, you know. Yeah. Spirit, well, if I it's, guess? yeah, I mean, if it's comprised of some other type of materials Being, or exactly mm-hmm. like there's a possibility that in an, on another planet where, you know, we are carbon based organisms on earth and in another planet, they're silicone based or some other type of substance that they're based off of that reacts differently maybe with earth's gravity or you know reacts differently with time and space like they're able to like you said manifest themselves Mm -hmm. and kind of come in and out of of existence Mm -hmm. in a sense like they can appear and disappear dimensions totally i mean we just don't know but there's Mm -hmm. a good chance even based on science and what we're starting to learn in astrobiology that it is very likely that there is some type of extraterrestrial life Mm -hmm. maybe here already 
That's very interesting. It really is. And it makes you wonder. It definitely makes you wonder. And I mean, it definitely does. All these things seem to be happening around aliens and UFOs, especially. And one of the other things that I, I thought of was that the Royal Air Force, so UK's Air Force, admitted that they have been studying UFOs for 50 years. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And that they are finally going to be releasing a lot of their UFO files that they've had and on different events and, and sightings and things like that. In the like next that. couple months, right? Yeah, in the first quarter of this year. Mm. Well, which so will what, be, they got till March? Something like that? Mm-hmm. April? Yeah. So they'll post all that online for, I think, the public to go look at. And I'm really excited to see what's in there. They've also said that throughout the 50 years that they've been studying UFOs, they have determined that they do not pose a threat to us. Oh, that's good news. Which is interesting because it seems that the U.S. is kind of starting to take a different approach as far as what we've heard from various individuals that are involved with UFO research along with our you know, Department of Defense and everything. They're starting to say kind of the opposite, that there is an imminent threat when it comes to UFOs. So, so it's like the U.K. and the U.S. are going to disagree about Sort of, it seems like that as far as the Air Force goes. I mean, there's no evidence as far as I know of, of UFO, any sort of UFO being a threat to, to anybody. Um, but as I mean, far as we know, as far as we know. Mm-hmm. but it's interesting that they, they came out and said that. So mm-hmm. all of these things are kind of culminating together to maybe prepare us for some alien disclosure this year or in mm-hmm. the coming years. I feel like we'll have a lot more information around this. So we'll see. I feel like I, they're always saying we're going to release stuff. We're going to release stuff. We're going to do this. We're going to. It's just like, slow. They're it's slowly. So slow. It's like dripping. I guess like a few years ago, though, slow. it's not like we had confirmed UFO footage. And no, and it, it them confirming the the program and like there have been some really big things in the last few years to confirm that the government knows about this. And, right. Well, and you got to think too that maybe they're still trying to figure it out themselves. Like maybe they don't really oh, yeah. know fully themselves. They, and I don't think they do. So they're kind of slow releasing this mm -hmm. to kind of subconsciously prepare all of our minds for what could happen. And they just don't know exactly what will happen if we kind of keep going down this path with, with aliens and UFOs. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting, Mm -hmm. but this last, (laughs) Oh my God, this last story is just, it's just funny. You want to explain it? Oh yes. This was my idea to cover this because (laughs) I heard about this over the weekend. This oh is God. a story about how people on TikTok are <laughs> actually doing this thing called the testicle taste bud challenge where you whip your balls out and <laughs> not on camera or else you're banned, but like you film your face and then you dip your balls into like different things. So I've seen people do Kool-Aid. I've seen uh, like ketchup. Soy sauce seems to be the big one. So now all these boys are dunking their balls in soy sauce on TikTok. And Josh is, is going to do a live demonstration. Well, Josh actually already did the test by yeah, himself. I'm definitely not doing it live. I didn't so get a don't witness worry. it, so I don't fully believe he he did it. Okay, I'll tell you exactly what I did. Well, I got, hang on. Can I finish yeah. explaining? Because I didn't even tell them why people are doing this. Yeah, why are people? This <laughs> sounds ridiculous. Just, no, yeah. The reason people are doing this is because apparently someone heard about people having testicular taste buds in their in their balls in their mm-hmm. junks and that there's like you know taste taste receptors all over the human body and some areas are actually stronger than others and apparently your balls are one of those and so guys report like 
tasting really salty or citrusy things like orange juice even is one of them. Um, and so Josh, what do you, what do you find? He did the experiment today. Well, I just wanted to add that the reason why this originated was because there was a study that came out on mice that mice testicles could, could taste, had taste buds on them, but it hasn't been scientifically proven that your balls have taste buds like your tongue does. But it is true that we do have taste receptors all over our body, whether or not we can actually taste things in your mouth when you, you know, but we do technically taste. Right. So that, that's the, been the premise of this whole Mm -hmm. challenge and guys are claiming that, Oh yeah, I can taste soy sauce in my mouth. So I was like, all right, I I want to try this. You need to do it. Yeah. I need to know. And I don't have (laughs) balls. So, so I got a little cup, a little like sushi, uh, soy sauce cup that you dip your sushi in, (laughs) filled it up with soy sauce. And then I went into the bathroom and I really like submerged them pretty much (laughs) or submerged a ball. I should say a nice dunk. And then did it splash? Anywhere? Gave it about a minute or so. Wait, how'd you do it? Where'd you put the Where'd you put the cup to do it? Did you How'd you do it? Was I it had just toilet? held the cup underneath. I don't believe you did yeah. it. I don't believe it. Where? Why don't you in believe the him? Where'd you do it? Where? Kitchen in the or bathroom? bathroom. You brought this? No, I was in doing it in the kitchen with workers standing right there. <laughs> I know the guys do it. doing yeah. cabinetry. <laughs> no, I went into the bathroom and just dunked them in for a minute and then took them out and then I, the whole time I'm on, for a full minute That's for a, a minute ni- wow you committed well i was like because i mean on TikTok people it's like three seconds yeah people are like taking like little taps of their finger and like touching and like mm, it tastes like soy sauce like and that's what i was expecting so i i, I dunk them in and i'm sitting there licking my lips in. like like trying to get trying to get that soy sauce taste to come through and I'm not tasting anything at all, guys. It nothing. It, nothing. I was tasting my taco oh, bell. That's all about no. it. There was no soy sauce or even a remote salty taste coming through whatsoever. So unfortunately, it didn't work for me. And some guys are saying it works for them, which I honestly don't really believe them because scientifically it's impossible since there's no cranial nerves connecting to the nut sack to the brain. All right. <laughs> There's no like nerves that are yeah. sending that information to your brain that would be able yeah. to give you that taste sensation. Damn. So unless some dude's got some magic ball sack or something. Well, that I'm can telling you, I've been watching stuff. TikToks and unless everyone's lying, they're saying because everybody on TikTok is saltiness. legit. Mm-hmm. Everyone on TikTok is legit. That is the rule of the Internet. OK, <laughs> period. That's on period. <laughs> Try it with Taco Bell sauce. See how that works out oh, for you. A little, little mild. Why don't I just Maybe get some you have to use hot to really hot sauce? Yeah, use the yeah. hot. Just get the Definitely habanero the pepper hot sauce and Tabasco and <laughs> I, it's I think it's bullshit, personally. I don't believe it. I'm not convinced, but I don't have balls to test it myself, <laughs> so I'll never know. Well, maybe I'll try some other substances. Let us we'll know in what the if comments. you dipped your balls in like vodka? Do you think you'd Ooh. get drunk? Because like mm. they have thin skin to absorb things. <laughs> yeah. I think that works if you do it with like your toes or something. Yeah. You can get drunk off your toes. I think if you like bathe in vodka. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, I don't know. I'm completely making that up. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but anyway. I don't know. You guys will have to let us know. So that's you the... want to dunk your balls out there? If you know, if you're a true fan, put it to the <laughs> test. We'll see in the comments. Maybe they're all going to say that it it works. I'm I'm honestly curious. And then I won't believe I'm sure... you that you even did it. Okay, don't believe I'm me. I'm skeptical then. of your story. Okay, well maybe I would I'll do it again later. More if I was a police officer, 
Oh, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. She's that suspicious mm-hmm. of me for not doing this. Okay. Well, no, How about later? I do it again for you. I'll do it again for you in front of you later. Okay. Oh, that could be kind so of you fun. You can watch. You can, mm. you can actually nice. examine the experiment. Nice. All right. This is a major change in content. Let's, um, <laughs> let's revert back. <laughs> Dear God, <laughs> let's get to... into moon theories. All right. Yes. But before that, we need to thank our first sponsors for today. So let's start out by talking about some moon creation theories, because that is one of the biggest mysteries of all time. And that is, how did the moon get there and how was it formed? What is it? What is it? Yeah, is it exactly. Made of cheese? <laughs> Maybe. The questions we all want to know the answers to. That is what we are going to try to answer today. I don't know about the cheese part. What Can't if it really was made of I. cheese? That'd be kind of lit. That would be. Wouldn't what kind of cheese like, would it be? Get some parm. Is the moon made of Swiss cheese? I hope not. Swiss is gross. I get Parmesan vibes. It should be made personally. of like a few different, like a whole gouda? cheese board. Oh, a Gouda. A nice smoked Gouda. I just feel like because it's so damn old and probably hard as fuck that Parmesan is the closest. Personally. Aged Parmesan. Maybe like Asiago. Oh, yeah. Aged it's funny how like that's a children's book yeah. like who came up with that idea i don't know the it kind of just looks cheese. like a wheel of cheese from earth what, what I've always thought, holes in it, yeah that's Swissy. what i always thought like the holes on it was kind of mm-hmm. a swiss cheese thing mm-hmm. anyways the, the moon is not cheese damn but the moon is the earth's only natural satellite and it's the fifth largest moon in the entire solar system but what's interesting is that it's the largest among planetary satellites relative to the size of the planet that it orbits. So the fact that the moon is as large as it is, is kind of a mystery. It doesn't really make sense based upon the ratio of it, as well as like how is earth's gravitational pull so strong that it's able to keep such a large moon in it's in such close orbit around it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting when you think about it because it remains in a synchronous rotation with the earth in a perfect circle. That's also, how is it? It all seems too perfect. It does. Well, I think the entire universe seems too perfect. (laughs) It's true. I think the human body is too perfect. I think life is too perfect to be an accident. I mean, that's probably the argument most people would make is like, it's all magical. It's all, you know, too perfect and too good to be true. I don't know. That's Yeah, it's kind of how I personally feel. I think the moon has like a purpose. Deeper meaning. Well, especially if you believe that it has some sort of like divine energy to Mm -hmm. it. and And I do. And you believe that the celestial planets are living organisms in a sense and have their own sort of conscious consciousness living, to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. same thing. Yeah. Conscious right. living, same thing. Yeah. True. So True that. that's one way to look at it. But when you, st- when you dig into it even deeper, you start looking at, you know, all of the dark volcanic Maria, which is all the dark uh, places on the planet that you see on the moon. Mm-hmm. You mean? Yeah. On, on the, the planet. planet. <laughs> it's not a planet. You're right. It's- Josh is a little tired. Our dog had a stomach issue last night. We were up during the night up late she didn't she did wake us up she was pooping in the bed (laughs) (laughs) preparing us for parenthood you never know what you're gonna get on this podcast sorry guys no you you never know (laughs) (laughs) but what's interesting is that after the sun the moon is the second brightest regularly visible celestial object in the earth sky and the fact that in when you look up at the sky the sun and the moon are the same size Mm -hmm. because you know when you have the total lunar eclipse right they perfectly cover up each other i've always thought about that so they are the same size i thought the moon was smaller no the physically they're 400 times but it's right right okay 
a huge okay. difference. Yeah. I was like, I was very confused then because right. No, well, but that does confuse me. Like how? So it's we because, see well, it differently from the earth, obviously, because they're so much further apart. Right. Exactly. So the sun's way the hell out mm-hmm. there. Right. But it's so large that mm-hmm. it just happens to appear the same size to us on the planet. As Which is the interesting. Moon. Like I never really thought about that. It's not like the moon is like two times bigger than the sun or vice versa. They're, they're pretty much the same. Well, and what's weird is that this is like unique to our planet. As far right. as we know, there's no other planet in the solar system where this, this happens. The sun and the moon, the sun and the moon are the same size in the sky to us. Yeah. To whoever's on the planet. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So when you think about that, it makes you wonder there, it seems to me like there's something truly unique about the relationship between the moon and, and earth. I completely agree with that. That they're very heavily tied together. I think the moon and the sun and our relationship to earth is all, I think it's all connected and important. Well, and that's, that's true in the sense that ancient civilizations have been recording this, these types of things since the beginning of time. Mm -hmm. And they've observed this far before we ever did. Yeah. And they've always considered the moon and the sun to be sacred objects to our planet. Right. You know, so much so that some cultures have gods that are completely dedicated to the moon or the sun. Exactly. Well, to all the celestial bodies mm-hmm. and just the mere fact that astrology was ever created. Right. Totally. You know, there's a lot of significance. And I think it's always interesting when you think about ancient civilizations and how they were able to come to this realization that there was something more powerful and divine to the planets and, and the moon uh, the, and the moons themselves. I mean, all the moons across the solar system mm-hmm. um, are all very unique and in, in, in their own way. Um, and why do, why does earth only have one moon when many other planets have multiple moons? Also cultures actually were able to follow the cycle of the moon, the waxing and the waning of the moon Yes, as well. They were able to track that all the way through a full moon to a new mm-hmm. moon and then back, back again and how they incorporated those into their calendars and, and texts and everything else mm-hmm. is, is really interesting. Uh, and the fact that, you know, like in other cultures, a full moon would somehow indicate that there could be darker forces at play. People start acting kind of crazy and, and Mm -hmm. things happen. I I think I had a cop once tell me that when the full moon is out, that crime increases, like there's an uptick in in activity and in calls that they go to during a full moon. We've we've talked about this on the podcast before and we've had, I remember nurses saying, yes, when the full moon happens, we get way more, you know, patients coming into the ER with crazier accidents and there's like way more drunk driving and like people get a false sense of uh, bravery and that things just happen. I mean, whether you believe it or not is kind of up to you. It's not able to be proven by any means, but it's interesting. A lot of police say that a lot of EMS say that nurses, just people that work those type of emergency situations yeah. during the night or during the day. It doesn't matter. It's, the moon doesn't have to be out for us to be affected by its energy. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's that whole aspect of it and how it actually physically impacts us. And obviously the earth's gravity and its pole affects the tides and, and, you know, the length of the day and everything else is, is interesting too. Mm -hmm. Um, it really does have an impact on us. So how did we get a moon? As far as we know, the moon is thought to have formed about 4.51 billion years ago not long after the earth. So a lot of scientists and astronomers believe that the moon formed around the same time as the earth. Um, there's several theories as to exactly how it went down. One of them is the captured moon theory. And this basically suggests that 
the moon may have actually originally formed elsewhere in our solar system, perhaps even around another planet before it was grabbed by Earth's gravitational pull because other planets have captured their moons in, in the same type of way where they grab a large celestial object with its gravitational pull into orbit around them. And that's potentially what happened with our moon. Maybe it was already formed somewhere else in space. And at, you know, at the early stages of earth, it was had a, maybe had a much stronger gravitational pull and it pulled something as large as our moon into its orbit. Interesting. Because that's the whole thing. And kind of the debate is like, how does something as large as our moon get pulled into with a planet the size of the earth Earth's big but it's not that big in comparison if you look at jupiter or saturn or some of these other large gas giants and the amount of you know even they don't have as many large moons in you know with the same ratio of size it's it's interesting that like why doesn't jupiter have some giant moon that mm-hmm. appears as large as the sun it's only earth it's like it doesn't have to be a certain way clearly there's, there's no formula to it maybe I don't know. But yeah, or we just don't know. Have life. Maybe it has to be a certain ratio in order to have life. So when you say that it would have come from another planet, possibly, does that mean Mars? Yeah, like Venus or Mars. Like so, it's like obviously a close planet. So maybe That's interesting. Maybe at but one. How did it form for them? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, it could have. Doesn't really answer the question of how it formed. Maybe I mean in in this theory, maybe it was an asteroid at one point, and over time of orbiting, it gets hit and hit and hit and hit. And continues to build mass to it. Mm-hmm. But this theory has been largely dismissed because of the actual makeup of the moon itself. It's made up of the same raw materials of the earth for the most part. Mm-hmm. So that's why people connect the earth to the moon so much. Is that it's made up physically of like the same materials. So the next theory is called the fission theory. And, and essentially what this theory says is that the moon was once a part of the earth. But it was cast off by earth's rapid spin. So if you picture, you know, if you had like a ball, a g- ball of paint that was spinning around mm-hmm. and if it spins around fast enough, uh, globs of it are going to fly off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So in this theory, the earth was spinning extremely fast. I mean, we're talking really, really fast. Mm-hmm. Nothing could like live on it pretty much. I would think because of how fast it would be spinning. So this is early on in history so of the planet. What would that have been like if we were on the planet? We would literally feel it spinning probably. Yeah, or we wouldn't be able to be on it at all. Like it would, it would well, fly, yeah, it'd know, be flying things could, off. Of I it. wonder what it would look like. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> I guess the clouds would be like flying by. <laughs> I don't Crazy. think we could even like keep our feet on the ground in that sense. Because in order, well, I know it's not possible. I'm saying if it were possible, what would it look? like? If it were, we'd all be dizzy as fuck. We'd be. It'd be <laughs> That's like the answer. It'd be like we'd a merry-go-round with like booster jets on it, flying you around so fast. Yeah. But in this theory, the moon eventually flies off of the earth and forms its own moon. And that just like makes no sense. That sounds like we have no fucking idea how it formed. So here's our best guess. Like what? That it just spun so fast that a perfectly circular moon flew off of it and formed. Over time, over over millions and millions of years. I just don't believe that. It's like doesn't make sense to me. Why well, is it so even? That's what I don't. And get why about wouldn't it. we have like fifty moons then? Right, right. Because if it's spinning, yeah. wouldn't like smaller chunks and then a big chunk and then another yeah. chunk? Like, or did they all fuse together to make a the bunch circle? Of moons. <laughs> right. And how did they get so perfectly like even? 
doesn't yeah i mean it doesn't make a lot of sense and that's why this theory is not the leading theory on how the moon formed okay but there was what's interesting there was a study uh back in 2010 that suggested that a natural nuclear explosion set up by the super concentration of radioactive elements may have provided the kick to dislodge a moon piece of the early earth into orbit which that right there just kind of blows my mind a little bit because it's like a natural nuclear explosion of a super concentration of radio. So you have a bunch of radioactive elements all in one place on the planet and somehow there's something that ignites an explosion and essentially blows up a piece of the earth, which is how the actual piece was large enough to be the moon gets blasted off into space and around orbit. But then again, it's just a theory. I mean, we have no idea. So most scientists discount this. Right. A lot of, uh, yeah, most scientists uh, do discount the fission hypothesis, as it's called. Okay. But the leading theory is the giant impact theory. Mm. And this one's really interesting. So this theory basically states that a ancient planet called Theia in the early solar system collided with Gaia or the early Earth around 4.5 billion years ago. So essentially the earth got pummeled by a smaller planet. I think they uh, estimate it would have been around like the size of like Mars or something. It was like good size, mm-hmm. a really good size. And the earth was much larger at that point. Mm-hmm. Like some people theorize that the earth was actually like a super earth. It was actually much, much larger than it is right now. And, you know, so if you think if you took Mars and Earth and mashed them together, what how big of a planet would you get? It'd be quite a bit bigger. Mm-hmm. So if you imagine if we were living on that Earth right now, the planet would be huge, way We'd bigger. We'd have a lot more space for all the fucking people we have. We would. That would be great. And for the animals. there'd be. Yeah. I mean, who knows what, what how different life would have been. I mean, maybe we'd even have still have dinosaurs or something like potentially. That's really interesting to think about. I never thought about how the earth could have been bigger at one point. Millions of years ago, billions of years ago, it could have been much larger. Yeah. And a planet came flying in. Cause if you think about it, there's shit flying around in space all the time. So there's, Mm. you know, not every planet is orbiting around a star necessarily. There's things that are moving actively all the time. And this Theia planet came crashing into the earth and essentially hit it. And the impact sent the earth, you know, like a ball. If you hit a ball at a high rate of speed, it starts mm-hmm. spinning. So the earth, when it, they hypothesized that when it got hit by Theia, the earth was spinning so fast, it was creating five hour days. Wow. So it was spinning really fast. Jeez, that'd be crazy. You'd never be able to get anything done. The five hour day. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. If you only Crazy. had five hours in each day, it'd you'd just like, be like, how many yeah. more days in a year you'd have? Yeah. I wonder what the math is on that to figure out how many days we'd That's have with so a five hour day. Think about. Go from a 24 hour day to a five hour day. Wow. That's so weird. Think time moves fast now. Time would be moving really yeah. fast then. Makes time think about really how old now. you would be then. You'd be like, oh, I'd be hella old. I don't know how to do any math. So the five I have no hour idea, day. But really, yeah, because then. How many days would be in a year? I'd be like four or five times older than I am now. We'd all be a lot older. Yeah. Or maybe we'd love longer. I don't even know. That's like trippy to think about. <laughs> it really is. But so essentially this theory is that the Theia hits Earth, creates the moon as a result mm-hmm. of this collision. Mm-hmm. 
and the moon starts orbiting earth because the earth's got this clearly has got this gravitational pull that is very strong and the moon over time over millions of years forms and because it has its own gravitational pull is why you get the the sphere shape because you've got this pull of gravity all around it pulling all of these pieces into it and over time it creates the moon and then the moon slows the earth spin down is what they believe that over these millions of years that's how it's slowed down to now a 24-hour day because of the moon so the moon really changed everything mm-hmm. for us and it's yeah important to us it is so maybe this giant impact theory is really how the moon was formed so now that we sort of understand that, I mean, we don't even know what, how it actually happened, but, the, and, but this is just the leading theory that scientists have. Let's talk about some of the conspiracies related to the moon hmm. and why some people believe the moon may not be natural at all. And in fact, something artificial. Hmm. Let's get into it. But before we do, (laughs) we'd like to thank our last sponsors for today. So the first conspiracy theory we want to talk about is probably the most popular theory, and that is the hollow moon theory. And this theory centers around whether or not the moon is artificial or not. And is it hollow inside? And what's going on in it if it is hollow inside or maybe it's some sort of alien spacecraft? There's a lot of theories kind of wrapped up into this hollow moon theory. But to understand where this theory even came from, you kind of have to know a little bit about the history behind sort of where it came from. And when we're talking about history in regards to this theory, we are talking about the Apollo missions that happened in 1969 to 1972. So NASA astronauts during this time placed seismic recording devices on the lunar surface to document artificial natural moonquakes. And their equipment recorded activity ranging from meteorite strikes to man-made explosions and crash landings of Apollo rockets. Which I don't think a lot of people really realize that we put a bunch of equipment on the moon during these Apollo missions. Yeah, I read a one article that said that there's 400 tons of human trash essentially on the moon. Wow, 400 there's tons? A shit, we left a shitload of stuff up there. Just and, from- and that's from you know, pieces and, and mm-hmm. things that we've detonated. And that's to, not just the U S right. That's yeah. Just that's everybody that's landed on the moon or been to the moon. Yeah. But there's 400 tons of, of actual trash or debris that's wow. been left there, including containers of astronaut poop. <laughs> I guess where else is it going to go? I, well, interesting. Yeah. I kind of thought they would just like let it off into space, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just flies around space forever. <laughs> yeah. Apparently there's containers of, of, poop from the apollo missions just chilling on the moon ew so well that's kind of cool for the astronauts they're like yeah my shit is still up there yeah they left a piece of themselves on the moon literally maybe they took a moon rock back with them but they left something for the moon as well exactly beautiful really yeah it kind of is it's kind of like a uh, beautiful really (laughs) it is beautiful There forever. So that when other astronauts mm-hmm. visit, they're like, oh, yes. Here there's is- Buzz Aldrin. There's <laughs> yep. Neil Armstrong's container. What if they're all clear? I don't know so if it's like that. Through? God, this I podcast it's clear. has been wild so far. It's nasty today. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, a little nasty. Yeah, that's a good word for it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the astronauts were given these Apollo lunar surface experiment packages in order to set up these seismographs um, as well as initiate these detonations that they did. 
And in addition to that, they intentionally crash landed the Apollo 12 module as well as the rocket setting off an explosive force equivalent to nearly 12 tons of DNT or DMT. 12 tons I was going to say DMT. Wow. You can see where my mind is. Wow. 12 tons of DMT. (laughs) 12 tons of TNT was how big of an explosive force it was on the moon. And because they were measuring all of this, they found out that the moon rings like a bell and reverberates Mm -hmm. for hours at a time. So they're able to measure all of this, which you hit it with that much. I mean, I guess that's a lot, but is it enough to, if the moon is truly completely full all the way through, you know, with materials, could it reverberate or ring like they measured have we been able to test the same thing on like the earth or something yeah it doesn't do it on the earth interesting but the moon it did based on what we measured so that's why people think it's hollow yeah well yeah and we we also realized through different sorts of tests that the based on the composition of the moon it's significantly less dense than the earth is so we know for a fact that it's way less dense it's cheese could (laughs) (laughs) that's why it's cheese cheese actually cheese if it were cheese it would be very dense cheese (laughs) so another thing that the apollo astronauts noticed when they were on the moon conducting all these different tests was that when they attempted to drill into these craters on the moon they were barely able to penetrate the surface of them because of how just hard the actual surface itself was and what it was made of uh, titanium and mica and brass and so it, they weren't able to drill down deep at all compared to like the earth. It's, you know, fairly easy to drill down in comparison. So maybe that tells us that it did not come from the earth. Right. Well, not only that, just the sheer fact that maybe the actual, you know, there's some type of metal structure, a titanium structure mm-hmm. built, you know, underneath these craters, awesome. which is why they're like, you know, it'd be like drilling down and hitting a, metal treasure chest or something you can't it's I feel like they you could hit something feel the difference though between drilling down onto metal and just drilling down into a hard surface yeah that's a strong maybe well i think it was v- they were able to do very little drilling at all when they expected to be able to drill down in decent ways and they weren't able to when they were drilling in some of these craters they also noticed that the way that the craters were shaped were very odd because Obviously, when you look at a crater, it's hit by an asteroid or something Mm -hmm. like that. But the actual depth and width of them in some of the narrower ones, they'd be deeper than some Mm -hmm. of the wider ones. So it was like very it almost in a sense, like it looks like they were almost placed there. Does that make sense? Like it, it, it didn't make sense to them that a smaller crater would necessarily be wider than a deeper crater that was less wide. Does that make like. The way the proportions of the actual craters themselves didn't didn't necessarily make sense. Some of them, at least. I think it's also hard, though, to understand the moon because it's just so foreign to us. And unless you've like experienced this material that it's made of, how would you really understand? You know, maybe different areas have different types of soil or softness and, you know. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. You're right. We don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that proves anything. Well, then the skeptical of this. Yeah, if you can't tell. Yeah, I know. But the last fact is that some of the craters appeared to be uh, convex versus concave. So Mm. concave meaning inward, like something hit them and some of them are Mm. out like 
like an innie or an Audi belly button in a sense. Like, like something's pushing out from inside. Right. Pushing up like a dome. Well, how do they know it's not just like a hill or a mountain? Or- well, there are long other craters that are the opposite. So mm. you're like a pattern almost like different areas. Okay. Just a, just a thought, <laughs> just a thought. Maybe the craters are windows of some sort or some type of ceiling. It's possible. But it, there's not a lot of consistency between the landscape on the moon is essentially what what we found from the Apollo missions is that there's a lot of different things that don't really make sense to us at first glance and the materials with it being so uh, so hard to drill down and all of that. Maybe there's something else beneath the surface that is sort of reinforcing this or creating this you know, different looking craters and things like that is essentially uh, the thought there. So thanks to the Apollo missions, we started to be able to gather interesting data about the moon through and all the seismic activity that was happening on it. And when all this data started sort of coming out, there was actually two Russian scientists in July of 1970 named Mikhail Vasin and Alexander Sherbakov. And they published an article in the Soviet journal Sputnik entitled, Is the Moon the creation of alien intelligence. So their theory is, is very interesting, maybe a bit far fetched, but essentially what they believe is that the moon is not a completely natural world, but a planetoid that was hollowed out in the far reaches of space by intelligent beings. So if you think, yeah, so there's a lot of people that believe that there, if there is aliens or extraterrestrial life out there and they had are super advanced, so like a type, you know, a type five civilization or something much, much higher. You know, we've talked about like Dyson spheres, building structures around stars mm-hmm. and things like that. I would assume that it would be this type of alien civilization that would be capable of hollowing out such a large, you know, planetoid yeah. object like a. Wouldn't it like break apart if it was hollowed out? Yeah. It, well, I think the idea is that they, what they would do is they would reinforce the structure of it from within. So you would leave oh. you would leave the crust and the layer around the outside, but you would create this metal inside. And then you could use it as like a base or a exactly yeah. like an so observation point. Mm-hmm. So you could take it to whatever you know planet you wanted to or star system you wanted to, and, and observe what was happening while also remaining co- you know covert, like hidden away where nobody would be able to tell that there was anything happening there at all. They just think, oh. You know, it's just this moon that's there. And then they, it says that they tow it to Earth. Yeah, apparently, according to these guys, they believe that they towed the moon to the Earth with a comet. Which I don't even know how you would do that. Like, I don't even know if a comet would be capable of pulling something like that. Mm, yeah, that's really, that's interesting. I feel like that would be so fast. It'd how be, do you aim a comet to, like, go to Earth? Yeah, how do you drive one? Yeah. Can you drive it? interesting theory though yeah and it's interesting to me you know like the fact that they're scientists i'm like hmm i'm like there's gotta be i mean i've never read their their article Mm -hmm. i Um, feel like i can't judge their theory so they might have some some math and physics to back this up Mm -hmm. but i i think it's definitely i think they really put this out there as like just a theory you know something to entertain um as a possibility Mm -hmm. but what they're saying is that based upon what we observed on the moon with the large cavities, the craters, and, you know, all of the dark spots, the light spots, 
they're saying that essentially those are all from aliens using heavy machinery to go and create all of these craters and things like that to kind of give it the look that it has right now. Wow. That's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. <laughs> I'm sure it took a long time to, to do all that. What's something interesting too that I came across was that they believe that this theory explains why the moon might actually be older than the earth. I've seen some things that they've found moon rocks that predate the existence of the earth. Mm -hmm. And so they're thinking, well, you know, that could be evidence that this was around much longer than the earth was at all. So therefore, how could it have been a part of the earth ever? So it must have either not orbited anything at one point or orbited something else. Yeah. Or just came from or a different place. Else, or right. was a planet or exactly. Else. Interesting. Exactly. Which I mean, I tried to look up to see if there was actual, you know, research to back up if there's moon rocks older than the earth. And I couldn't really find anything, but I have seen some things online, like they're 5 billion years old or something. But I mean, who yeah. really knows? That's the thing with conspiracies. You just, yeah. you never really know fully because there never seem to be, I mean, you they're know, not confirmed sources for anything. I mean, some of them. Some of them check do. Check out. Yeah, yeah, well, yes. Actually. Not all. That's but right. Yeah, not all theories. <laughs> but this, this one specifically, one for sure. But then what's interesting is that as far as we know, there's no, um, you know, real evidence of, of liquid water, obviously, on the moon. But that their scientists do believe through research that there could be millions of gallons of water within the moon. And so maybe like some of the seismic activity that was being detected through the equipment the Apollo missions left was due to maybe like if you were to think about the way that I like to think about this is like the the Death Star from Star Wars like it's like a planet looking spacecraft inside of the moon yeah and that's so how I picture it too yeah exactly like that and if you had water you know if there's water vapor like steam coming out of a vent off of the spacecraft that maybe with the seismic activity and stuff maybe it's indicating that there's water within and potentially pipes running or something where mm -hmm. water's being pumped through it. And that could explain, you know, the evidence for there being water within the moon. But mm -hmm. I mean, that's essentially what they were trying to say. But then again, this is just a theory that the moon is some type of spacecraft or that it's been hollowed out. But what is interesting about the moon and especially with the Apollo missions is the fact that astronauts reported seeing UFOs when they visited the moon. And so right. this, this coupled with this theory and everything has, is really what created this speculation and, and theories about aliens having bases on the moon or being within the moon mm -hmm. is really stems from these Apollo missions. Because back in 1968, as Apollo 8 moved into orbit around the moon, the astronauts spotted a colossal extraterrestrial object, which then had disappeared on the next orbit. Photographs were taken, but not released to the public. So the, and this is all, all real stuff. We've had multiple astronauts come forward and say that they've seen UFOs and, uh, Gordon Cooper's one of them who, who saw some interesting things, but NASA itself has never confirmed any sort of UFO sightings on the moon or in space for that matter. Um, but actually on another occasion, when the lunar excursion module is down to four to five miles from the moon's surface, astronauts witnessed a UFO suddenly rise from a crater and rapidly disappear. But perhaps the most popular astronaut, really, and astronaut that is seen in UFO is Buzz Aldrin in 1969 when he was checking the lunar surface from orbit when two UFOs appeared and moved towards the Apollo rocket, hovered nearby, then to Buzz Aldrin's astonishment, 
join together to form one entity, these multiple UFOs. Yeah, everything Buzz Aldrin says is really interesting. Like, he goes pretty hard. He does. And what's interesting is fairly recently, I think it was like 2018, they gave him a lie detector test about this. Really? Yeah. Who who did? Buzz Aldrin did. Uh, or I forget the uh, agency actually gave it to him. Oh, like an actual I think agency it was, gave it to him? I don't know. I don't know the details specifically on it. I can't remember if it was like a, some type of media that gave it, but I think it was some sort of agency that gave him a lie detector test about this and he passed it um, as far as did you see, you know, UFOs when you visited the moon, which is really interesting considering they were on the moon at all. Yeah. Cause it really does make you wonder why they were there and what they were doing there. I mean, I definitely am more inclined to believe that aliens possibly have a base on the moon or like use the moon Mm -hmm. as like a halfway point or like if they do monitor us in some way, I don't know if I fully believe it's like hollowed out and they're in, you know, in there, but there's structures inside or anything. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it does make sense like why they would want to have something closer to the planet if you were observing it or if, if it turns out they work with, (laughs) there's a lot of theories out there that they have partnerships with humans humans. here on earth and agencies. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe there's a base that they both share. Absolutely. I feel like that's more believable than the hollow thing. Although I do, you know, think it's possible. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard. The biggest things for me are all the coincidences with the moon and, you know, why is everything things. so perfectly aligned? Why is everything so perfectly shaped? And Well, see, I explain that personally to myself, just in my own beliefs, you know, that that's just the way it is, that there's a divine, right? you know, whether you want to call it a God or an energy or whatever, that there's something that created this. And there's it's not just science and it can't be explained maybe because... Not everything can be explained. Right. That's what I personally think. It's something above science, what science can explain right. that created all this. and That's what I think, yeah. I, I would say probably the majority of people believe that. Mm-hmm. That it's be- kind of beyond our comprehension and right. you know, science may never be able to explain. I mean, it's the same way we can't explain why the universe is made. Right. You know, I don't think we're meant to understand it fully. Yeah. I don't think humans are capable or intelligent enough to understand our universe fully. Mm-hmm it operates much higher than we do. Right. I think (laughs) you're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, maybe not. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah. Who really knows? Right. Ponder though. Mm -hmm. But the fact that so many astronauts have reported seeing UFOs and, and interesting Mm -hmm. things on the moon and and in space in general, it's why would they lie? Right. Why would you lie? And if anybody knows, when did you think they would? Right. I mean, I'm going to believe someone who's actually been up there mm-hmm. before I believe someone who debunks them. That's mm-hmm. never been. Yeah. So that's all been confirmed. And, you know, when you think about the fact that, well, you know, what are UFOs? Are they extraterrestrial craft? Is there like aliens piloting these craft or mm-hmm. the fact that these crafts seem to some of them seem to actually form together into an entity in itself? It makes you wonder, are some of these craft even the entity, the actual being? Like are the craft, the living the organism, it's, like AI, it's a technology kind of. that is also a living conscious thing. That's interesting. And that's why Could they're be. so they're that. able to manipulate time and space and come in and out of, uh, you know, it may not just be this ultra high advanced technology. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it could be created by some civilization somewhere. Yeah. Like you said, AI, maybe it's super advanced 
alien AI from some distant star system that is roaming the universe, you know, or it's its own just organism or species altogether. Well, if you think about it, like if our technology keeps advancing, we're obviously going to have robots and then what's next is there going to be consciousness for robots and eventually maybe cars will have consciousness and planes and definitely UFOs could too. So maybe once you get to a certain level that, you know, we can't comprehend that right yeah. now. So it might sound just ridiculous to people, but this or they're just like light beings. Cause a lot of these UFOs that especially when it comes to the moon stuff are like beams of light, like mm-hmm. orbs almost mm. orbs that they saw floating around the craters and coming out of the craters and stuff. So I don't know, man, it's, it's super interesting now, but one of the other things um, when it comes to the moon is the fact that ancient cultures have written many cultures have written a time before the moon even existed at all. Yes. That is really interesting. Many and a lot of stories about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how the moon came to be. And like people or cultures have different, you know, interpretations of that, whether they think God brought it or it just arose. Or, yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, a lot of them do have stories of how it right. came and how it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. It must've been dark or they were able to night. explain. Yeah. Explain how it got there. And how, how did our, Orbiting even work when it's so hard to think about. Yeah, well, I mean, a moon. Uh, without a moon, things would be definitely different on on the Earth, mm-hmm. which they could have been very different here and could have affected the way people lived here and did things, or maybe there was something else that was kind of controlling everything. I mean, who knows? Because who knows really how how much technology the ancient civilizations even had in the first place? That's right. we're starting to learn. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that also scholars have been quoted as saying there was a time before the moon as well. Like Aristotle wrote of Arcadia stating that the land was occupied quote unquote, before there was a moon in the sky above the earth. Aristotle, mm. uh, the tribe of the Chibachas in Colombia also have such notions in their traditional oral legends. They state in the earliest times when the moon was not yet in the heavens. It's but, one, it's interesting that they don't say the sun. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of them do, but. But the one of the most interesting ones is the Zulu people of Africa, uh, which go back a really long time. Um, and they report that the moon was dragged across space from a great distance. Because mm. when you start hearing about the ancient cultures and stuff, it does make you go to that ancient alien theory, you know, of that these ancient cultures were somehow interacting with extraterrestrials and were getting information directly from them somehow, in, yeah. in some way, shape or form or you know, the Anunnaki, like we've talked about before. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't discredit them. It's possible. It's very possible. So, cause a, a lot of them do talk about how there was like all of this turmoil to the planet until this new heavenly body known as the moon came into orbit. Like things were just out of control until the moon came in and kind of stabilized the earth mm-hmm. through these ancient texts. Interesting. But one of the things that I think is most curious is the fact that we we never see the far side of the moon. We never see the dark side of the moon, as as people call it. Yeah, that is interesting. Because the moon always faces us yeah. from one direction. Right. Like, why? And we still have yet to map it completely. I mean, mm-hmm. the Chinese have a, a rover on it right now. That that's last year, right? Yeah, that's roving around, starting to take pictures of things. But the is fact that we haven't... Good? Not, not real. I mean, nothing crazy. I mean, they definitely have come across some interesting craters and stuff. Like, but wouldn't they found something by now? If there were like tons of bases or. But if the, 
we'll, we'll get to that because there's a whole there's a whole conspiracy about about bases and and the fact that the types of bases that are there like i think people forget that if there is some type of bases there it's not going to just be like you know a traditional military base that's just sitting on the mm-hmm. surface of it it's going to be camouflaged yeah. or you know mm-hmm. not sure. detectable to to sure. us What's also interesting is it takes the moon 27.3 days to orbit the earth once and at the same time it also takes the moon 27 days to do a complete rotation on its own axis. So the fact that the moon's rotation as well as its orbit around the earth are always in sync to the point where one side is always facing away is is really bizarre if you think about it and mm-hmm. and it seems almost like too too perfect that one this one side is always away from us. It's like you know somebody must have set it up that way you know like it's very weird that we never see that other side it is weird that it doesn't spin at all and it's it's because they're perfectly in sync so as this one spins this is moving too so it's always like right with it so yeah yeah. so perfect and it's hard to believe that if a another planet came crashing in randomly, blows this thing up, and then this thing starts orbiting, and it all falls in sync perfectly, and there's one side that is never seen. I'm telling you, it's too perfect. It's way too to have perfect. Just happened. And it seems like why wouldn't somebody or something take advantage of that perfect thing? You know, the ability to hide on this dark side of the moon yeah it's possible for sure i really think it's possible that they use the moon as some type of base it would make sense Mm -hmm. i mean you don't have to worry about people with telescopes being like even with my camera that i have the fact that i can like zoom i can zoom in and literally see Mm -hmm. the individual craters with my zoom lens Mm -hmm. and you know you can look all over the 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 moon and there's no structures on it from what i can see and from what other people see with telescopes and everything Mm -hmm. but like really good telescopes but no one knows what's on the other side. Well, yeah, maybe we will. Yeah, you know. hopefully we will soon. How long is it going to take? But why is it taking so long? Yeah. Why haven't we done it yet? We have the ability to do it right now. Why haven't we done it? And it's the same thing with like Antarctica. There's like zones of the moon you're not allowed to go to. It's like it's very weird. Yeah. It's very sketchy that there's not. You think there would have already been like an exploration of the other side of the moon? Like why were they like, oh, we're just gonna like check out this one part and then we're gonna stop all of our all Apollo mission. Yeah. All the moon missions. And in what? 72. It's been yeah. years. Yeah. Years like since years, we've been back. What? Yeah. Over right. that. Yeah. We're going Over. on 50 years. It's 2020. 72. Yeah. Almost they started in 70. They no, started in 69, 69 and went through 72 and then it stopped. That's insane. That's a long time to not go back to the moon. And you're telling me that we, that they just like got everything need needed. Mm-hmm. And that, they didn't that's care the about whole the thing. other side. Yeah, yeah they it didn't. It is weird. They weren't, weird. Like, they weren't like, oh, what about the other side? Maybe we should see what's over there. Nobody mm-hmm. ever said that. NASA was never curious and about. How come our rovers never capture the other side? Why is it just now China's doing that? Like, wouldn't we have done that a long time You would ago? think we'd put, why aren't, why doesn't everybody have a rover on the moon? Right. Why isn't there, you know, why isn't there an established base on the moon? Like yeah. how we are about everything else. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It just seems like there's a reason for why we haven't been back, especially since you know, like we're the internet NASA's like, we're going to put a hotel on the international space station. 
they're all like happy about that for the ultra rich to pay 50 million a night why to go the hotel the moon? stay that's what i'm saying is like there's it's a re- there's a reason why we're staying away from the moon let's just put well, it that way i guess way. it would be really hard to get people to the moon to a hotel it's a lot farther <laughs> yeah it's a longer yeah. trek than the space station yeah you're staying yeah. there a while before right. you're coming home yeah also the other side of the moon looks so different than what we see mm-hmm. like it's so much there's so many more craters and it just looks like it's been beat up way more yeah. than the near side. And I always kind of wonder why that is. Well, it's because it's facing out into space versus the inside is protected, you know, like it's in between the earth at all times. So there's a let there's a less likely chance of it probably being hit from something coming from deep space or something like that. Can we tell when the moon gets hit by stuff? Like, do we keep track of that? somehow or do we have no idea because you never hear about things hitting the moon so i'm wondering if they even like that's so true do we even keep track of it we never even worry about i feel like no one ever even talks about like what if a comet hits the moon that would really screw us wouldn't it well something big enough yeah could (laughs) blow off a ton of uh, pieces off of it yeah exactly it's very weird i don't know man (laughs) All I know is that it's the perfect place to put some structures if you wanted to. Yeah, if you want to hide some shit, put it on the other side of the moon. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that, and you know, even structures on the side facing us. There's a lot of people that believe there's evidence of at one time there being structures on the side that we can now see real well with technology and telescopes and everything like that. That was there for a very long time. Potentially, even ancient civilization that may have inhabited that side of the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's could be evidence of that based on images that NASA has. So obviously, NASA has all of these, you know, probes and different spacecraft and telescopes flying around taking pictures of everything. And so there's tons and tons of pictures in their archives that a lot of people have sifted through and started to kind of find Look interesting, for looking for in anomalies in uh, photographs. And one of those people that has done a lot of that is Richard Hoagland. And a lot of people discount him and say that, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's crazy. And I mean, he, he has no, like, he's not like Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's not like an astrophysicist or anything like that, but he has found a couple interesting photographs that I wanted to show you guys. Cause I don't know. I don't know if I can just full Whoa. on say that this is something natural. So this first anomaly is probably the most famous one on the moon and it's called the shard. And, you know, there's links to actually go look at these NASA images. So these are legit NASA images and it appears to show an artificial structure towering above the surface of the moon. It looks like a damn alien standing there. The thing about it, though, is it's tall. We think it's like a mile tall. I was going to say, does it look like it's probably super tall? It's super tall. Um, I think it, I think they said it's like a mile tall and that there's this shadow so that can, uh, the shadow shows you that it is a tall, it almost looks like maybe like a rocket launcher or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some people would say like an antenna or tower or something. Is that cross part of it? No, that's actually from the camera. Okay. I thought so. That's like the crosshair. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that, that, but that's something that somebody captured with a, one of the, I believe the Hasselblad cameras alien ghost. Yeah. And if you look at the zoomed in picture, it does look very weird. How do we know aliens aren't tall though? Maybe they're like really tall. Maybe. What if they're insane? What if they're giant? But what the hell is he doing? Just standing there and they just happen to, Oh shit. They got me. (laughs) He's like a deer in headlights. Just froze when he got his picture taken. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
but people are like people that dispute this say that this is just like an optical illusion and that you know this isn't really there or it's you know flashback or can be explained some other way right of course right i don't know that's but to me it definitely looks like something sticking up out of the ground yeah, it really does and i mean look at it, it casts a shadow right so clearly it's not like a fucked up photo or something yeah or it's not just like i don't know like it's not like a someone's booger on the camera <laughs> lens or something <laughs> it looks like it's actually there in the picture for sure mm-hmm. whatever it is well and when you see the enhanced photo you're like okay it's like well what naturally could that be i mean some people say that this is just like an optical illusion based on the angle of the photograph because if you look at the enhanced you could kind of look at if you look at it kind of sideways you could see how maybe it's actually a much smaller uh little bump or a rock or something and it's just like you know that's actually a crevice um because if you look at the Mm -hmm. enhanced picture it kind of looks like it's embedded into the ground but the thing for me is it creates a shadow it's a clear shadow from that angle it does i guess but when you look at it from this angle i don't know so you guys will have to let us know what you think the shard the shard then there's this other photo here that supposedly proves that there are pyramids on the lunar surface and this is a real picture from nasa and if you look really closely, I don't know where this is shot. I don't know if this is on the surface or what, but it does appear to show some pyramid looking triangle. I don't know if you could even say pyramid because I can't quite see the um, the three sides here, but it looks like my hormonal acne. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my face when I kick a bunch of makeup on that. Just protruding from the skin there. <laughs> I don't know though, but when you look at it from like a like closely, it does kind of look like a, a pyramid on the ground or something. But then again, I mean, it's kind of it's faint. That it's one so looks faint. more natural, and yeah, it's very very faint. And then uh, this next picture, people said, you know, is this just a hill or is this like some sort oh. of building or structure? That does look or, like a building, though. I mean, yeah, it really. Look does. at the surrounding. And then look at those two right there. Yeah. Whoa. That's really symmetrical. That's a real picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To me, it kind of looks like almost a fortress. Yeah. Kind of embedded into the ground with like walls around it. And like you said, based on the diagram, you know, they've got like lines indicating that looks like a sloped ramp of some sort. It really does. And then when you kind of enhance uh, with the computer around it, definitely looks like there's something with a lot of right angles at the top. I mean, it looks like it has like a little roof on it, you know? It does. It definitely looks like almost a, like a place of worship or yeah, like a pyramid totally. type structure. It looks like something an ancient a temple or something. Yeah, like a temple. So That's I mean, really cool actually, and it looks kind of half buried. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. That's actually pretty compelling. That's probably the most interesting photo I've seen, you know, that NASA has put out that people have found. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty It does cool. make you wonder. I mean, it does look like, I don't know. I just, it's hard to see how nature would have like. Even in that top perfectly. building, it looks like, look at the structure around the top. There's clearly a square on the top. Right. And then there looks like there's windows. Mm-hmm. Like a and watch there's tower even points or something. Here, the fact that it's so symmetrical and matches so damn well. Just the angles. There's no way that that formed that way. Yeah. It almost looks like it could be like some sort of like entrance to an underground 
bass or something. Wow, that's really weird. Isn't it? That is. Check out this next one, though. This is called The Castle. And it's this really, it looks like the Walt Disney Castle. (laughs) Kind of like. It looks kind of like Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's a. What the fuck is that? Pretty tall. Where is it? Like, where? (laughs) Obviously, it's on the moon, but like, what is this of? What am I looking at right now? Uh, some type of rock formation or something or structure that uh, mm. was taken with a handheld camera. See, not as compelling as the last one. Yeah, it definitely seems. That but, just looks like some. But if you like look at mistake. it, like it looks like it has pillars in the front. There's individual pillars there. Yeah. And then potentially something. Actually, it almost looks similar to the last one. I guess if you look at more sideways. Mm-hmm. But what angle is the picture supposed to be? Yeah, that's the thing is it's a, you know, doesn't give you a lot of detail around it. It's kind of weird how it's dark around it and it's yeah, just kind of sitting here. Maybe they uploaded a shit version of it because they don't really want you to see. Yeah, it seems almost like they blurred out the surroundings of it. Like Make this one a little more blurred. There's maybe more to this structure and they just kind of. Like, kinda, well, why would they upload it at all though? I don't know. Yeah, it's true. They have, they have the ability to not upload it. And that's the thing with all of these, you know, you could argue that like if there was really a structure, why would they just upload this to the archive for us all to go look at? If they're, they were trying to hide the fact that they're, they made like some archaeological discoveries on the moon and there's all these ancient ruins there. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's very weird. But this conspiracy is very interesting. And this is called the Clementine conspiracy or the project golden dragon this is a real project that really existed that i honestly didn't hear of until recently and essentially what this project was is in 1994 the department of defense and nasa's clementine probe uh, aka the deep space program science experiment was sent around the far side of the moon before taking off into deep space And while cruising the backside of the moon, the Clementine spacecraft beamed a series of topographic photos back to Earth. And according to many conspiracy theorists, they show anomalies that can only be evidence of a former extraterrestrial civilization. Now, there's not this bold claim. There's not a lot of pictures that are out there from this mission because it was a top secret, uh, Mm -hmm. highly classified mission that happened. But this is one of the photographs that it sent back of, uh, I don't even know what you would call that. It's not, doesn't look like a normal crater. That's a crater? The colored one? Yes, the colored one is. uh, It looks like an eye. It's obviously been colored, like they've added color to it. Oh, so you can like see it. Actually see it. But but if you look at it, it looks like there's this perfectly round circular structure that they, that it saw on the, the backside of the moon the far side that's pretty perfect circle yeah that's really weird looking that's looks like is inside of a crater like this also sorry but before i forget why does it on the bottom it's like flattened like if it was a crater wouldn't it go all the way in and you know like leave a circular situation in in the moon like it's flat like it's almost like something hit it and then something was so hard in the moon that it didn't allow it to like sink in like it's like mm-hmm. completely flat on the bottom right and i mean yeah i mean it looks like it's kind of like yeah like almost like it's like embedded in the ground or something like it's been flattened into right. the ground 
Yeah, because you can tell like the the area around it is the actual crater itself. You can see how the landscape changes and kind of flows down into this area. But then you have this circular structure kind of laying in the middle of it. But when I look at this picture, I keep thinking of like an eye. Kind of it looks like an eyeball. Yeah, like that's an, what I thought at first. The iris and then the or the retina, and then you've got the iris and the eye actual eye itself around it. Yeah, and this the second picture definitely you can tell. Yeah, like why wouldn't why wouldn't it go hit further in or you know, make a bigger impact. It does look like it all stops evenly at right, the ground. Right, exactly. So if it was something natural that crashed into the moon, you would expect it to be in a million pieces, not in this type of circular structure still. Mm-hmm. And I mean, let's be real. Like this was a top secret mission that the Department of Defense was involved in, uh, NASA was involved in, and has not been declassified oh, to this day. It. Okay, interesting. So this is all this. I believe these are leaked photographs and obviously there's been, you know, insiders and whistleblowers that have, have given us a lot of this information about this mission, but the, perhaps the most interesting thing about project Clementine or uh, project golden dragon is that this next image is the actual golden dragon itself. And this image is supposed to be, a huge alien machine constructed from thousands of interlocking plates like scales on an alligator, hugging the moon's surface at the bottom of the Zeman crater, pretending to be an ordinary looking pile of rocks. What? That picture? Yeah. So when you, <laughs> yeah, when you look at it it's at like first glance, it, yeah, at first glance, it looks crazy, but. Whoa. It, but if you stare at it long enough, you start to see the dragon. Yeah, no, I see the dragon right away but I don't see what they just said, <laughs> whatever you just said. <laughs> uh, an alien base essentially made out of all these How, interlocking though? plates. Why do they think that? It honestly looks like natural to me, like water or erosion or something. No. <laughs> How do you guys see a dragon? You don't see the dragon? Hell no, the, I don't see a dragon. Eye, well, it almost looks yeah. more like a crocodile to me, like a crocodile head. Yeah. There's like an eye in the middle. Right. You can kind of see its head and then there's a mouth and then it kind of goes down. Yeah. So you've got the, yeah, it's like a stretch. It's definitely not an obvious dragon. <laughs> you have to look at it for a while, but if this is remotely real, again, we don't know if this is hundred percent real or not, but you this, see it? no, still don't see it. So and that's the thing. Some people don't see Looks it. It's like at a all. hammer to me, like a head of a hammer, not a dragon. Yeah. <laughs> But if you look really closely, you can see the individual plate interlocking plates like armor almost. If you looked at if you ever look at like medieval armor, how it kind of overlays each other. What if it's Uh, just like sand? That would be very. That's a very weird natural formation. That is weird. It's very bizarre if that's natural. I know, but it's the moon. We don't know how it works. But it is. I mean, it's possible that if there were to be some sort of structures or bases on the dark side of the moon why wouldn't they try to do something crazy hard to see like this to camouflage it so you don't really even notice it at first glance that makes sense i mean you'd probably want to disguise it pretty well because apparently this picture came from the actual spacecraft that was taking pictures of the dark side of the moon and why is it so like it seems so pixelated right hmm it's almost like invisibility like it's, it has some sort of technology built into it that 
our cameras can't even like pick up. So people think it's a dragon because they found out this is called Project Golden Dragon. No, no it's they they called it that because of that picture. Oh, vice versa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the actual NASA's project's Clementine probe. Gotcha. But then when we got a hold of this picture, we called it Project Golden Dragon, I believe. Where's the gold come in? I think there's probably there's more. This picture is it's hard. There's literally. I would have called it gray alligator head. <laughs> you can call it that. Okay. But yeah, based on this conspiracy, there's ancient ruins of hundreds of glass dome structures that extraterrestrials may have once lived in on the dark side of the moon. What I don't understand if, is if, if we're finding all these weird things with our things that were, well, things, things that we're sending on the other side of the moon, why are we not following up and sending like more specific probes or trying to actually land something on the far side of the moon and take a better look and get a better picture than what the hell that is? Because, <laughs> because we were never supposed to see yeah, that. Yeah, they don't want us to have it in the first place. We were never supposed to see this picture in the first place. Yeah, it's like send a it's better camera, cl- dude. It's all classified. It's that's the thing with a lot of this information is that a lot of it come is leaked. Mm. To that's why whistleblowers are such a the government hates them so much is because they, they get they leak these images and information that we were never supposed to see in the first place. Mm. And it's so crazy looking that the average person is going to dismiss it immediately and say that this is nothing and just you know go about their day and never question it or you know wonder if the government knows more and that's that's the thing it all comes down to how how much do you trust nasa how much do you trust you know the government and what they're doing in space exploration and what they actually Mm -hmm. know do you believe that everything they know is public (laughs) well and for me i i feel like a hundred percent that when those astronauts came back off those apollo missions that they were you know they were sat down in in a room by somebody and said you know what if you ever say go out and talk about how you saw this or that or Mm -hmm. You know, there's a bullet for you. Yeah, even when they did that like press conference or interview Mm -hmm. or whatever they're doing, you can just see they're like, yeah, no. They're withholding Uh so much information. They just look so paranoid. I'm like, dude, what's wrong with you? They act like the FBI sometimes. Yeah. I know. It's like space exploration, it's science. But that's the thing. There's so much secrecy. There's way too much secrecy around it. Well, the problem. People come up with all these theories because we like aren't told the truth. Well, and it's hard not to when NASA's literally working with all these uh, defense contractors. So they're working with the military. NASA NASA portrays itself as like, oh, fun, science science. and space, explore, yay. (laughs) But it's not. It's way more involved with the military. And and like they're, they have secret spy planes. They fly for the CIA and everything. Like they're doing so much more secret missions and, Mm -hmm. and different things that we don't even remotely know about. And the fact that we haven't been back to the moon is enough to make me question if this is real or could be real yeah i think it's very strange we haven't been back because yeah why the hell wouldn't we just go back and explore the whole damn thing map it so everybody can see technology yeah yeah i mean yeah and you we know that we would be able to get better pictures than this yeah it's It's, really bizarre yeah the fact that they were able to oh i don't know live stream the moon landing yet for some reason we haven't gone back to try and get a better picture than this yeah something does not match up here no like what definitely not what's the problem why can't you guys go back and try and get something better whether i mean maybe they have and we just don't know it maybe it's just this is all they're Mm -hmm. gonna allow us to see Mm -hmm. who knows which is what i believe i think that there's 
I think they know exactly what's there and there's, they're quite possibly already ha- a base there that they send secret missions to, for all we know. I mean, we don't know. We have mm-hmm. no way to be able to tell if they're telling Why the truth. Why wouldn't we or, have a base? It would be smart to have a base. especially, and, and it makes sense, too, that there would be a base because we're already so focused on Mars. Have you noticed that? Like, we're all like, Mars, yeah. Mars, oh, yeah. Mars, Mars, you know, yeah. colony on Mars, put people on Mars. Yeah. And it's like, that makes zero sense whatsoever. No. It seems plausible if we haven't even put a base on the moon yet. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't that be the logical first step? Yeah, and just for the fact that it makes space travel so much easier to be able yep. to use the moon as a launching point to right. other places. Right. So why wouldn't we have already been investing in building a base on the moon? It makes no sense. Totally. I totally think they actually do. Right. You know, it's just not talked about. Known. Yeah, it's just not known to the public. And it's like America's always been about the space race and the fight to be the first and stuff. Why would they let any other space agency be the first to get those photos of the other side of the moon when we have the equipment to do it hands down. And yeah. like they always blame funding and I understand like we don't give probably enough funding, but like, <laughs> come on, but we do. And and we know how much money goes into secret military things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that probably feeds into NASA. Right. Yeah. And in these unacknowledged projects that yeah. happen. Absolutely. I mean, absurd amounts of money just missing and unexplained. Yeah. Out of the budget. Mm-hmm. There's definitely, there's definitely way more going on than meets the eye and, way more than we are told about that's for sure Mm -hmm. they want us to believe that you know space travel is still such this new idea and he's so underdeveloped and you know we're just it seems like we're still just like barely getting to the space station and back it's like really Mm -hmm. that's the best that we can do right now i don't believe that for a second yeah i mean if elon musk can send his like car into like orbit like into deep space and stuff like (laughs) elon musk is already making nasa look terrible by yeah. being able to he's fund all of, of his own stuff projects and yeah, yeah created mm-hmm. and private space dude, travel yeah. exactly right yeah and don't forget more. our friend robert bigelow oh yeah of bigelow aerospace mm-hmm. and he told us straight out man there's an et yeah. presence yeah do we need to play that clip we should play it <laughs> they took it offline what that's what's so weird too is i've noticed no. that clips all, that clip completely removed off of youtube you have, do we have it downloaded uh maybe i think there's a oh re-upload gosh. of it somewhere Let's that i know of from we our presentation yeah. that we did yeah, yeah we I think showed I it at our a, live show yeah but it's been removed off youtube off the internet completely as well as this other clip of uh the story about buzz aldrin seeing a ufo on, on the crater when they landed wait just to explain though the the clip we're talking about of robert bigelow since we can't play it oh okay so robert bigelow he's which it's hilarious that more people don't know about him. Like we all know mm-hmm. about Elon Musk, yeah. and Musk, 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 but people, Robert Bigelow flies on the, he's been funding research into UFOs and space travel for years, way, way before mm-hmm. Elon Musk was around. So Robert Bigelow was interviewed by 60 minutes. And in this interview, he flat out tells the interviewer that he knows that there's an ET presence. He's completely sure of it. And he's put way more research and funding into mm-hmm. researching this topic than anybody else. I mean, he he researched Skinwalker Ranch and all that. I believe he even yeah, owned it at one point. Yeah, we've episode. talked about that in recent episodes. But he believes that there's an ET presence already here and that it's not even a question. But, but it's interesting how, how these clips are disappearing off the Internet. It is. Oh, it's for a reason, for sure. Right. It seems why like they'll be taken off YouTube. Yeah. It, why? Yeah, and they won't give a fucking reason. No. Because they won't give me a reason either for no. why my shit gets taken off YouTube. I know. It's crazy, though. It's it seems so like there is this, like, conspiracy to 
to keep all of this under wraps. Oh, there's and not, definitely censorship. I not mean, let us we know. Are definitely experiencing that. Absolutely. So it's all about finding the truth about what's going on in space yeah. and on the moon. So that's why it's good to question all this stuff. It may absolutely. seem kind of it may feel like kind of insane to question. It, it does. Things. Sometimes I'm feeling. Sometimes I feel like major. You know, tin hat, whatever yeah, you want to call yeah. it. But like, come on, it's good to think. It's good to entertain them at least. Mm-hmm. At least entertain it. You don't have to believe it. You can think it's bullshit, but mm-hmm. at least think about it. Get you your know, mind thinking could be yourself. a possibility because we don't know for totally. sure. Totally. Either way, so. Would love to know what you guys think about all these theories and the moon. Do you believe it's artificial or not? But hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of the Malahar podcast. We will wrap it up there and see you guys next week. Stay safe and stay woke. We will see you guys next time.